Scatically Nerdy is a podcast made by nerds for nerds. This podcast is made by adults for adults and children with bad parents. Adult language will be used and adult situations may arise. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Chaotically Nerdy. With me today, with me, with Tyler, because I'm Tyler. But with me today is my host, Jared, and my other host, Ethan. Hey, hi. Oh, hi. yeah, fucker. Every time. He just has to say hi. I don't know why. I think he is high. I like saying I'm not high. I, I don't believe you. I left that stick at home. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Learning more every day. So on today's episode, we're going to continue the class breakdown, and we are going to talk about the lovely, lovely class of Ranger. Mm-hmm. Everyone's favorite. No. <laughs> the dead air fills. It just. It's, I mean, yes, it's everyone's favorite. <laughs> No, it's not, but... I actually do end up liking the class. It's just the execution is dog water. It's a good thought process. Yeah. It's a good thought. Poorly executed. Very, Story of my life. Very poorly executed. Uh, no. Everything I've ever done. Good thought, poorly executed. What We're going to talk about this is what revision of this. Yeah, we okay. do yeah. need to start yeah. out with that. So, all right. You want to talk about Ranger? It's fucked up. It come out, player's handbook. Really shitty. Hunter was the only thing that was decent. Yeah. And even it was... Man. The base class of mm-hmm. Ranger was shitty. Yes. It didn't really have anything in it that was interesting. Mechanically good. Yeah. You no, know, it, it was a lot not of, good. It was a lot of flavor ability. Made for a lot of... It made for an easy starter. Hunter did. Hunter did. And no, Beastmaster I mean, had I mean, an interesting concept that was executed bad. Base yes. class had like almost nothing it mechanical. Was, it was almost all flavor. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was all like uh, adventure and exploration mm-hmm. stuff, and which like is the travel time stuff. I would say definitely is like the third uh, out of the three pillars of D anD D is like the least used third. Usually, yeah, it's like exploration and travel. Yeah. Well, it's because it, it. Not everybody wants to go. If you want. It, it can be fun to go through the hardcore thing and mm-hmm. to go through all the exploration stuff, but not every group has the time to do that because most of them don't meet, but every once every two weeks to a month. Yeah. So you don't you just don't have time for it. Yeah. And even if you do meet every week, I mean, are you really going to want to spend all your time doing exploration stuff? Right. <laughs> Especially if you're only meeting for like two to two and a half, three yeah. hours. It's yeah. just, you don't have the time yeah. for it. Yep. So quick recap. This is, Player's Handbook was version one. There was the Spellless Ranger from Unearthed Arcana, which was version two. There was the Revised Ranger, also from Unearthed Arcana. That's version three. There was the um, playtest for the optional rules for Tasha's, which was version four. Then there's actually the Tasha's version, which is version five. So it took five or four revisions to get note closer. And note that if you do look it up and you find one, you find three different versions. The main three you will find is Legacy Ranger, mm-hmm. that is from the original handbook, yep. Revised Ranger, which is Unarthur Kana. It was the preferred Revised Ranger mm-hmm. from from them, and then Tasha's yep. is the three that you will see the most. Tasha's is the one that we suggest and the one that we're going to go over today. Mm-hmm. Yes, is Beastmaster updated on here? Because it says Player's Handbook. 
Do you know if it's updated on D&D Beyond? Yes. Because okay. I believe if you buy... No. Um, it's going to no. be the old one? If you want to, the optional part is in... Um, the optional companion is in Tasha's. So the companion part yeah. of that is there's a replacement. In okay, it. so it's, it just changes the companion. Yes. Gotcha. The, the rest of the class mm-hmm. stayed the same. One of the easiest places to find it is on Wikidot. Yes. Uh, so if you look up Ranger, like just go to Google and Google Ranger 5E Wikidot, one word, W-I-K-I-D-O-T. You could honestly probably just type in Ranger 5E. It won't come up first. And it may be... come up with um, um, Roll20 first. I'm not sure. Nope. D&D5E.Wikidot. First thing that popped up whenever I searched Ranger 5E. Good. Good. That's a good that's a good tool to use. The next option is D and D Beyond. Okay. D and D Beyond. Yeah. The easiest place to find the Tasha's if you don't own Tasha's just so, so just if you want to look at it mm-hmm. is on the wiki dot. Yeah. All right. So let's jump into it. Again, not talking about the tables, mm-hmm. not talking about well, I mean, we'll talk about whatever comes we're not gonna talk about the spells. That's what I was trying to say. Because yeah. again, we'll we'll have one episode where we just talk about all that. And, oh, it went under the fucking roadcaster. It's me. Fuck. <laughs> um, so, rangers, when you start out, you get 1d10 per ranger, ranger level for your hit point. Your proficiencies, you get light armor, medium armor, and shields. Your weapons, you get simple weapons and martial weapons. No tool proficiencies. And your saving throws are strength and dexterity. Uh, for skills, you get to choose three from animal handling, athletics, insight, investigation, Nature, perception, stealth, and survival. That feels like a lot. Well, you get three choices. Yeah, so So you kind of have to give a lot. Most classes only get two. Yeah. Uh, We're not talking about the equipment. At first level, you get favored enemy. You have a significant experience. What? Did they change that? We're not talking about that. What do you mean we're not talking about We're talking about favored foe. We're doing the uh, Tasha's version. Yeah. Well, I don't. Ha- I guess I don't have the Tasha's version on Oh, you, I figured you went to Wikidot. Oh, I did not. I probably should have. <laughs> let's 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 do that real fast. Anyway, so um, every of uh, the Tasha's version replaces the version. The uh, option replaces the original uh, player's handbook ability. So if you are on it's Wiki, still, okay, there it is. Option, you are optional looking, replaces it. If you yeah. are looking at it on Wikidot, it's going to be the second option in each tier. And it's going to be the optional replacement. Yeah, yeah. It has parentheses, or it's optional. not. Yeah, parentheses. Isn't that parentheses? Yes. No. Okay. Yes. <laughs> My wow. brain shut off. My brain has shut off. Wow. Wow. All right. Uh, it has parentheses optional as the option. So now to talk about the actual first level feature, favored foe. Uh, it replaces favorite enemy feature and works with the foe slayer feature. You gain no benefit from the replaced feature and don't qualify for anything in the game that requires it. Mm-hmm. When you hit a creature with an attack roll, you can call on your mystical bond with nature to mark the target as your favorite enemy for one minute or until you lose your concentration, as if you were concentrating on a spell. We will talk about that whenever we get into the spell. Uh, the first time on each of your turns that you hit the favorite enemy and deal damage to it, including when you mark it, you can increase that damage by 1d4, you can use these, this feature to mark a favorite enemy a number of times equal to your proficiency bonus, and you regain all expended uses when you finish a long rest. The feature's extra damage increases when you reach certain levels, 1d6 at 6th, and 1d8 at 14th. I mean, that's good. It's just replacement hunter's mark. So yes. You don't have to take the spell. Yeah. It's, it's easier, but, I mean, we were talking about this earlier. Mm-hmm. Like, it's hunter's mark. There was easier ways to do this. Just... But 
it works. Yeah. So there's no problems. It's better than a uh, favorite enemy. Yeah. It gives a mechanical benefit. Yeah. Um, so Deft Explorer is the next one. It's a first level feature that replaces the Natural Explorer mm-hmm. feature. You gain no benefit from the replace feature. Yeah, same as the other one. Yeah. Uh, you are unsurpassed explorer and survivor both in the wilderness and in dealing with others on your travels. You gain the canny benefit below, and you gain an additional benefit when you reach 6th and 10th level. So canny at 1st level is you choose one of your skill proficiencies. Your proficiency bonus is doubled for any ability check you make using the chosen skill. You can also speak, read, and write to additional languages of your choice. Um, roving is what you get at 6th level. Your walking speed increases by five, and you gain a climbing speed and a swimming speed equal to your walking speed. At 10th level, you get tireless. As an action, you can give yourself a number of temporary hit points equal to 1d8 plus your wisdom modifier. And you can use this action a number of times equal to your proficiency bonus, and you regain all expended uses when you finish a long rest. In addition, whenever you finish a short rest, your exhaustion level, if any, is decreased by one. Normally, that's during a long rest. Yeah. Yeah. So... Mm-hmm. At second level, you get the fighting style. So they there's a lot of fighting styles. Archery, plus two bonus with ranged weapons, probably the one you're going to take if you're a ranger. And then the other one I mentioned is Druidic Warrior. Uh, so with Druidic Warrior, you learn two cantrips of your choice from the Druid spell list. They count as ranger spells for you, and Wisdom is your spellcasting ability for them. And you can replace them anytime you gain a level. Also, don't... Don't be afraid to not pigeon yourself, pigeonhole yourself into like an archer or a ranged mm-hmm. person. Yes, you um, can be melee. Melee is also very viable yep. on rangers. Sometimes on specific subclasses, it's more viable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you get spell casting. They are not spell. Or they are prepared. not prepared. So it makes no fucking sense. Yeah, you have to pick your classes or your spells and yeah. go from there. Yeah, but like I said, we will which talk is, about that. Which is what the favorite foe is. Really, they've never been prepared. It gives you an extra spell, essentially, because you don't have to take Hunter's Mark if you don't want to. You can just have it. They've never been prepared spellcasters. I know, but it just—he's just saying they should be. Yeah, they should because you know. Well, they're all about being ready for anything. Yeah, and yeah, this is makes more exact opposite of that. So, primal awareness. This is again the optional one. So it's replacing primal awareness from the player's handbook. Primeval awareness. It says prime. Oh well. No, it okay. replaces primeval words. It's very confusing. <laughs> I didn't. Fuck it. It's the same thing. It's they really should name it a little bit different because it's really close. Yeah, that's why I just I didn't even read it. I just mm-hmm. went. It's the same thing. <laughs> you can focus your awareness through the interconnections of nature. You learn additional spells when you reach certain levels in this class. If you didn't already know them, as shown as the primal awareness spell table. These spells don't count against the number of ranger spells you know. So at third level you get speak with animals. At fifth level you get beast sense. Ninth speak with plants. 13th, you get Locate Creature, and 17th, you get Commune with Nature. You can cast each of these spells once without expending a spell slot. Once you cast a spell in this way, you can't do so again until you finish a long rest. Uh, You also get Ranger Conclave at 3rd level. You choose to emulate the ideals and training of a Ranger Conclave. Your choice grants you features at 3rd level and again at 17th level. That's just the subclasses, isn't it? Oh, yep. Uh, reading this on here is throwing me for a loop. <laughs> I'm not used to it. So, again, you get your ability score improvements 4th, 8th, 12th, 16th, and 19th. Any feats that we think should go with it? With a range? Uh, I mean, if you're a ranged. If you if you do decide to be a ranged archer, sharpshooter, or crossbow expert, yep. are very useful because not necessarily for their um, damage ability, but for their ability to ignore either... Uh, half cover uh, or quarter cover. 
Sharpshooter specifically ignores half and three quarters. And Crossbow Expert, I believe, lets you ignore close. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it lets you and ignore the, close, loading. Yeah. Like it's close range. Close. Yeah. yeah. And loading properties. And loading properties. Um, if you're going to do melee, um, mm-hmm. just any basic thing. We've, we've yeah. mentioned on previous episodes about. And we'll probably talk like about all the feeds and yeah. what they're good for. Tough and stuff is like a good that, one but... for Ranger, though, because mm-hmm. if you're going to be melee, any melee, it's just a good choice. Yeah. Uh, so martial versatility, whenever you reach a level in this class that grants the ability score improvement feature, you can replace the fighting style, you know, with another fighting style. So if you try one out and you're like, you know what? I don't like this one. You can switch it. Or if you get a cool weapon. Yeah. That would be more beneficial to switching it up. Uh, at fifth level, you get extra attack at eighth level. You get, uh, land stride. I was making sure there wasn't an option. Yeah, I knew exactly what you're doing. Uh, moving through non-magical difficult terrain costs you no extra movement. You can also pass through non-magical plants without being slowed by them and without taking damage from them if they have thorn spines or a similar hazard. In addition, you have advantage on saving throws against plants that are magically created or manipulated to impede movement, such as those created by the entangle spell. Also, some abilities from creatures or mm-hmm. spellcasters that... Or the innate abilities. Yeah. So make sure you're asking your DM. Where it falls on that line. Yeah. Uh, at 10th level, you get Nature's Veil, which is in replacement of the Hide in Plain Sight. Uh, you draw on the powers of nature to hide yourself from view briefly. As a bonus action, you can magically become invisible, along with any equipment you are wearing or carrying, until the start of your next turn. You can use this feature a number of times equal to your proficiency bonus, and you regain all expended uses when you finish a long rest. At 14th level, you get Vanish. You can use the Hide action as a bonus action on your turn. Also, you can't be tracked by non-magical means unless you choose to leave a trail. At 18th level, you get Feral Senses. You gain pre preternatural. Yep. Okay. Senses that help you fight creatures you can't see. When you attack a creature you can't see, your inability to see it doesn't impose disadvantage on your attack rolls against it. You are also aware of the location of any invisible creature within 30 feet of you, provided that the creature isn't hidden from you and you aren't blinded or deafened. And at 20, 20th level, your capstone is Foe Slayer. You become an unparalleled hunter to your, of your enemies. Once on each of your turns, you can add your wisdom modifier to the attack roll or the damage roll of an attack you make against one of your favorite enemies. You can choose to use this feature before or after the roll, but before any effects are applied to it. How does that work with the change in favorite enemy? I mean, is it just... You just, instead of using it on your select favorite enemy... You would use it on the favorite foe. foe. Favorite foe, yes. I figured that as much, but... That's what they have. Gotcha. Also, not that great of a capstone. No, it's really not. You get to add five. To either hit or damage. At that that point, you're probably going to have... Even with non-magical gear, you're probably going to have a plus 11... Uh, to hit if you're melee, if you're our range, you're plus 13. That's going to hit almost everything. Yeah. You know, without like, you, do you need the plus five? Not really. Okay, because I don't use Wikidot, explain this to me. Um, Conclave, that's the one I'll be using, correct? As we look at these. Right, yeah, I just move yeah. back because there's nothing, there's none of them. Only Beastmaster has an amendment to a subclass. Okay. I didn't see that whenever I was on. It's because it's only right. in the top. You have to go to the Tasha's book. Okay. Like, look it up. All right. Out of all we, the we, subclasses, it's had the most changes. Yes. Yeah. So. We, yeah. we don't need to necessarily go over that 
change except just say if you're going to use Beastmaster, use that companion instead. Okay, of the use the opposite companion. Okay, yeah. sounds good. And we'll we'll go into Beastmaster then because that's one that we are going to talk about. Although, we mean we're no. talking about it. You looked at it like we weren't going to. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Jared, tell me about Beastmaster. And uh, like I said, uh, don't use the Rangers companion that is in the player's handbook because it's not only is it confusing. Um, because it starts using, it tries to use like CR and there's like so many different choices. Um, if you, you go to Tasha's and use the prime evil companion, um, primal, primal, sorry, prime evil, primal. See, this is why having the same thing, um, use the primal companion. It's, it's a stat block that you get. That is based. I got it pulled up. Yeah, I have it. I just said, Oh, you did already. My bad. Uh, it's, 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 there's three different stat blocks. There's a beast of the land, sea and the sky. So you should pick. What do you want to? You can have? make it look like anything you yeah, want, you as long it, as it's yeah. medium size. Yeah, you make it. You flavor it however you want. You just pick the appropriate stat block if you want. Alpair. Yeah, you could. Um, Except for it's not a beast, but you could flavor it as a beast if yeah. you wanted to. Yeah, it should it, be. It uses your proficiency bonus for a bunch of stuff, so it scales well out of the class if you don't want to stay in Beastmaster, and you can switch it out. So it's not like uh, Beastmaster originally is like a real animal yeah that you like like coerced essentially <laughs> that you befriended this is like a spirit thing that you can like summon gotcha yeah essentially it's like an astral creature yeah or a fake creature yeah however like you want to flavor or even if you're like dark going darker or something yeah. you could do like a mm-hmm. you could do it like a from Fetus. the shadow fell yeah so uh, the only thing I think that, that applies from that is like you know it, it, all the other abilities you get from Beastmaster apply to it retroactively, but you just use that stat block instead of the actual. Yeah, and opinion. really, I mean, it's one of them is a land animal. Yeah, one of them's a sea animal. Yeah. <laughs> one of them's a flying, flying. animal. Yeah. Essentially, yeah. that's the differences so between them. Besides some like yeah. hit points and things like that. Yeah. So that's what you get at third level. Um, at 7th level, you get exceptional training on any of your turns. When your beast companion doesn't attack, you can use a bonus action. Command the beast to take a dash, disengage, or help action on its turn. In addition, the beast attacks now is count as magical for the purpose of overcoming resistance and immunity to non-magical damage. Um, at 11th level, bestial fury, uh, when you command your beast companion to take the attack action, the beast can make two attacks, or it can make take the multi-attack action. If it has that action. I don't think any of those stat blocks have it, so it just gets two attacks, which is still fine. And then at 15th level, share spells. When you cast a spell targeting yourself, you can also affect your beast companion with spell if the beast is within 30 feet of you. It's okay. It's okay. It's it, If you want the pet thing, mm-hmm. this is okay. It's usable. It's got way better with Tasha's. It's really a lot. It's a lot better than it was originally. Mm-hmm. It's going to give you the flavor you want if you want to go for the Beastmaster type feel. Yeah, but also what we talked about beforehand was you might as well just go Drake Warden. <laughs> it's it's better. Speaking of Drake Warden. That's the one we're going to talk about next. And Ethan, it's you. Crap. <laughs> it uh, didn't matter what I rolled. You were up next. <laughs> I know. You fuck. You were literally numbers one through six. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all the numbers. All right. Drake Warden, um, so this, to me, is the better version mm-hmm. of a Beastmaster. It's yeah. it's way more functional. Uh, it's a lot more fun to use. 
Your connection to the natural world takes the form of a draconic spirit, which can manifest in physical form as a drake. As your powers grow, your drake grows as well, blossoming from a small four-legged companion to a majestic winged creature, large and strong enough for you to ride. Yes. Yep. You also get origin features here, which I mean, you can you can roll this out or you can write it down, whatever whatever it is. Roll I'm not I'm not going to go through these. So it's just basically how you. It's a flavor text thing of how you connected to the dragon or yeah. whatever. How yeah. did you connect to the dragon? I think it's the exact same table. No, I don't think it is. No, it's, it's the it's, monk. I the first one of the like you studied a dragon scale was like. It's close. It's very similar it's to the one. You had for, a very intimate yeah. interaction with the dragon. It's, that's right. Oh, okay. <laughs> it gave, and in that interaction, it gave you a draconic gift at third level. Oh, the it bond, gave you a gift, all right. <laughs> a white, uh, sticky one. A baby. <laughs> in the, your tummy. <laughs> God damn it. I fucking hate us. Draconic gift at third level. The bond you share with your Drake creates a connection to dragonkind, granting you understanding and empowering your presence. You gain the following benefits. Thaumaturgy. <laughs> that, was, that was a pronunciation, I'll say. I never know how to pronounce this. Is it, is it thaumaturgy? I always say thaumaturgy. thaumaturgy. I, don't, I yeah. never know. Thaumaturgy. It's that, that word that starts with the TH that's also a cantrip. And you learned that cantrip that I can't pronounce, which is a ranger spell for you. You also get Tongue of Dragons. Giggity. <laughs> All right, that's enough. All right. Um, you speak, uh, you learn to speak, read, and write Draconic or one other language of your choice. Drake Companion. At third level, as an action, you can magically summon the Drake that is bound to you. It appears in an unoccupied space of your choice within 30 feet of you. The Drake is friendly to you and your companions. Oh, this is very similar. This is almost exactly like, isn't it? Yeah. It's very similar. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's something I did. Oh, well. I I picked out the title for this episode. So, <sighs> all right. Well, um, this is going to be essentially similar to the previous class on Beastmaster. Mm-hmm. So, it's essentially you're summoning a spiritual type creature that is draconic mm-hmm. instead of bestial. Um, and you get a stat block for it. That's a lot of information here. You don't have to go over all of it. We didn't. It's go not over. as complicated as it seems. Yeah, um, it looks very complicated. Once you figure it out, it's much more simple. If you'd like us to go into more detail on those types of things, we could do that on a later episode. But it'll cost you though. Yeah, it'll yeah. cost you. I think important is when you summon it, you choose its uh, color, color, or its damage yeah. type. Yeah, which, which is color. Yeah. Does it have the metallic? options or is it just the chromatic options those are all the same fine that's how they avoid that they bond don't of they don't make scale. you pick colors they say at seventh you level you gain the uh, bond of fang and scale uh the bond you share with your drake intensifies protecting you and stoking the drake's fury <laughs> why why are we this sexual this episode i'm really tired now i don't know what's going on when you summon your drake, it grows wings on its back and gains a flying speed equal to its walking speed. In addition, your drake is when your drake is summoned, you and the drake gain the following benefits. Drake mount. The drake grows to medium size, reflecting your spiritual or special bond. Special bond. 
You can use the Drake. You can use the Drake as a mount if your size is medium or smaller. While you are riding the Drake, it can use the flying. Can't use its flying speed for this feature. Magic Fang. The Drake's bite attacks deal an extra one d six damage of the type chosen for the Drake's draconic essence. Resistance. You gain resistance to the damage type chosen for the Drake's draconic essence. Drake's Breath, at 11th level, as an action, you can exhale a 30-foot cone of damaging breath or cause your Drake to exhale it. Choosing Acid, Cold, Fire, Lightning, or Poison damage, each creature in the cone must make a Dexterity saving throw or take 8d6 damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful one. This damage increases to 10d6 when you reach 15th level in the class. This is interesting. You didn't read this out. Your choice doesn't have to match your Drake's Draconic Essence. So you want to you want to drag? I it. assumed so because it said you get to choose it when you use it. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it it's, it's just interesting. Some people like, will think it has to tie into yeah. it. I can have a red dragon. It's really nice being able to. Cold it's really yeah. nice being able to choose because some things are resistant and some things yeah. are immune. vulnerable or immune. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you just choose which one is fitting of the situ- situation. Sorry to cut you off. It's okay. Yes. Not really. At fifteenth level, you gain the perfected bond feature. Uh, your bond with your drake reaches the pinnacle of its power. When your drake is summoned, you and the drake gain the following benefits. Empowered Bite. The drake's bite attacks deal an extra 1d6 damage of the type chosen for its draconic essence for a total of 2d6 extra damage. So it's just additional on top of the previous effect. Yeah. And Large Drake. Your drake grows in size too large. When you ride your drake, it is no longer prohibited from using its flying speed. Reflects... Reflexive resistance. You enter your Drake's... Wait, you... Wait. When either... (laughs) I'm having a stroke. Hey, we've all had one tonight. Uh, When either you or the Drake takes damage while you're you're within 30 feet of each other, you can use your reaction to give yourself or the Drake resistance to that instance of damage. When you use the reaction a number of times equal to your proficiency bonus, and you regain all expended uses whenever you finish a long Mm -hmm. rest. Something you didn't mention on the Drake's Breath, you can use it again by expending a third-level spell slot. I, he didn't mention it because I cut him off. Oh, yeah. So that's, that's your fault. Yeah, actually. I got sidetracked. So that got, means you can use it multiple. That's like having a fireball just yeah. online. Yeah. Yeah. And it also increases to 10d6 yeah, whenever you reach 15th level. Yeah. Well, this would work so good with an archer. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. This would be really good. Yeah. I think if I ever get to play again, and I play a ranger like we need a ranged. That'd be fun. DPS. I'd probably play this. It's fun. That'd be more fun, especially if you get a Drake. What do? You, what would you name your Drake? Draven. I was gonna say Drake. <laughs> I'd name mine Aubrey Graham. What the <laughs> fuck? No one. No one. No one gets that joke. Somebody will, but it's not I us. Know. I mean, a lot of people will. <laughs> well, explain it. Fuck. It's Drake's real name. Oh, you stupid fuck. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. How am I supposed to know that? I'm a. I like puns. It'd Who's be funny. Drake? The rapper? Oh, that one. The Canadian. Not rapper. the one who got arrested for like from Drake and. Drake. No, not Drake Bell. <laughs> Drake, the rapper that was on Degrassi. He was Jimmy in the wheelchair. Come on, he got shot. <laughs> Fucking shit. All right, now we're on to Fay Wanderer. Right, yeah, we are talking about that one. I had to think about it. I make sure I didn't mark it out. Oh, fuck, it's me. All right, so the Fey Wanderers, they do just that. I assume. I don't know. <laughs> the end, folks. 
That's it. And, uh, all right. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Gloomstalker. <laughs> so, they... More so, they represent both the mortal and the fey realms. As you wander the multiverse, your joyful laughter brightens the hearts of the downtrodden, and your martial prowess strikes terror in your foes. For great is the mirth of the fey, and dreadful is their fury. So, at third level, you get dreadful strikes. You can augment your weapon strikes with mind-scarring magic, drawn from the gloomy hollows of the fey wild. When you hit a creature with a weapon, you can deal an extra 1d4 psychic damage to the target, which can take this... Extra damage only once per turn. The extra damage increases to 1d6 when you reach 11th level in this class. That feels weak. I mean, yeah. you get the extra 1d4 once per turn, basically. Why not just all the time? It's not even that much. That's what, yeah. Like, if it scaled more like a cantrip, I could see it. It's well, like, I mean, that's kind of what what Ranger's supposed to do. It, it, it kind of functions in the way that instead of, like, giving you extra attacks and stuff, it adds on to what you're already doing. Now, granted, it doesn't say that if you hit a different creature. That's what, it's more for a ranger that's going to, like, attack. That's going to shoot a bow yeah. and try and hit four different people. Mm-hmm. Well, the way we play it, I don't know if that's actually how you're yeah. supposed to play it. but Just shoot different creatures. Like, and do the shot. extra damage each time. Yeah, That makes more sense. I still think it's still weak. It is weak. <laughs> I mean, you could go up to a D8 and it would be... Fine. Maybe it's weak because it's trying to encourage you to use spells. Maybe. Might be. Um, So also at third level, you get Fey Wanderer Magic. You learn additional spells. These spells at third level, you get Charm Person, fifth level Misty Step, ninth level Dispel Magic, 13th level Dimension Door, and 17th level Mislead. I almost read that as Mead for some reason. Mislead. Just going to lead. (laughs) Just going to leave the Mislead out. (laughs) Mead. Yep. Be a good, good spell. Uh, you also possess a pre-natural blessing from a fair ally. That's just a gift that you get. You can either pick it or roll for it. It's a list. We're not going to talk about it. It doesn't. It's it's a flavor ribbon ability. It doesn't do anything. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Good. If there wasn't enough at third level, you also get otherworldly glamour. Your fey qualities give you a supernatural charm. As a result, whenever you make a charisma check, you gain a bonus to the check equal to your wisdom modifier, and which is. That's strong. It's good. Like, you could have a essentially a plus 10 if you got it that way. It's hard to do at this low of a level. But I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't either. Uh, your fey qualities give you a super... I already read that. Holy fuck. Mm-hmm. In addition, you gain proficiency in one of the following skills of your choice. Deception, performance, or persuasion. At 7th level, you get Beguiling Twist. The magic of the fey wild guards your mind. You have advantage on saving throws against being charmed or frightened. In addition, whenever you or a creature... You can see within 120 feet of you, it succeeds on a saving throw against being charmed or frightened. You can use your reaction to force a different creature you can see within 120 feet of you to make a wisdom saving throw against your spell save DC. If the save fails, the target is charmed or frightened by you. It says your choice outside. I guess you can choose like a ally. If the target is charmed by you, parentheses your choice for one minute. The so tar- I guess you get to choose. I thought I said you get to choose. It. I don't know. That's weird. That's weird wording. I don't yep. know. Yep. At 11th level, you get Fey reinforcements. The royal courts of the Fey Wild have blessed you with the assistance of Fey beings. You know, summon Fey. Uh, it doesn't count against the number of ranger spells you know, and you cast it without a material component. You can also cast it once without a spell slot, and you regain the ability to do so when you finish a long rest. Whenever you start casting the spell, you can modify it so that it doesn't require concentration. If you do so, the spell's duration becomes one minute for that casting. 
And at 15th level, you get Misty Wanderer. You can slip in and out of the Feywild to move in the blink of an eye. You can cast Misty Step without expending a spell slot. You can do so a number of times equal to your Wisdom modifier. And you regain all expended uses when you finish a long rest. In addition, whenever you cast Misty Step, you can bring along one willing creature you can see within 5 feet of you. That creature teleports to an unoccupied space of your choice within 5 feet of your destination space. That's good. It's good. That's really good. That's pretty cool. You get 5 free Misty Steps. And you can take somebody with you. Mm-hmm. But is it as cool as riding on a dragon? No, no. I mean, no. I like the flavor of this class. It's I, really, I, do, I like it's, the flavor, but I think that it's they stick to the fey feeling theme thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then next up is Gloomstalker. It's odd that we're we shit on Ranger for having to have so many changes, but we talk about most of the subclasses. Ethan, take us into Gloomstalker. They stalk gloom. Mm-hmm. Next. All right. No. Uh, <laughs> nope. Gloomstalkers are at home in the darkest of places, deep under the earth, in gloomy alleyways, in primeval forests, and wherever else the light dims. Most folk enter such places with trepidation, but Gloomstalker ventures. But a Gloomstalker ventures boldly into the darkness, seeking to ambush threats before they can reach the broader world. Uh, Gloomstalker magic at third level, you uh, learn additional spell when you reach certain levels in the class. As shown here, you gain these spells. Uh, Third level, disguise self. Fifth level, rope trick. Ninth level, fear. Thirteenth level, greater invisibility. Seventeenth level, seeming. At third level, you also gain dread ambusher. You master the art of the ambush. You can give yourself a bonus to your initiative rolls equal to your wisdom modifier. At the start of your first turn of each combat, your walking speed increases by 10 feet, which lasts until the end of that turn. If you take the attack action on that turn, you can make one additional weapon attack as part of that action. If the attack hits, the target must, or the, tar- the tar- target takes. God. <laughs> The ta 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 ta. Is that gonna be hard to cut out too? Because I'm fucking having a stroke. Fucking stroke, some bitch. Target takes an extra one d eight damage of the weapon's damage type. Third level, you also gain umbral sight. You gain dark vision out to a range of sixty feet. If you already have dark vision from your race, its range increases by thirty feet. You are also adept at evading creatures that rely on dark vision. While in darkness, you are invisible to any creature that relies on dark vision to see you in that darkness. Could we say darkness a few more times? The darkness. I guess it is the Gloomstalker. Gloomstalker, super fret-loaded. You get a lot of shit for three levels. It's a lot. All right. Iron Mind. Iron Mind. At seventh level... You have honed your ability to resist the mind-altering powers of your prey. Uh, you can... You... God. My God. I'm going to die. <laughs> Please don't. We need you for this. Your voice is too important. All right. <laughs> Where was I? Okay. You gain proficiency in wisdom saving throws. If you already have this proficiency, you instead gain proficiency in intelligence and charisma saving throws. Your choice. Stalker's Flurry. At 11th level, you learn to attack with such unexpected speed that you can turn a miss into another strike. 
Once on each of your turns, when you miss with a weapon strike, you can take another weapon attack as part of the same action. Shadowy dodge at 15th level. You gain dodge. You God. God. I'm going to. I just want to quit. All right. <laughs> you can dodge in un, in un, un, God. unforeseen ways. Why don't you finish it? Jared, with wisps of supernatural shadow around you, whenever a creature makes an attack roll against you and doesn't have advantage on the roll, you can use your reaction to impose disadvantage on it. You must use this feature before you know the outcome of the attack roll. I want to bring something up. Ethan slept until like 1 o'clock today. He has no reason to be this tired. No, of I, I know I don't. I don't know what's going on. At 9.40 at night. I, I'm just fat. <laughs> I don't know why that ties into being tired, but I'll allow it. Brain work. Right. Good. That's all it is. That's all it is? Uh, yeah. I, I missed where we were, so I didn't know. <laughs> I, missed something. I was too busy laughing at Ethan. Oh, that's it. Okay. Do you want to go over that one again? No. No, we got it. It'll all be right. fine. We'll struggle through it. All right. You got to take the highs with the lows. Sure. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> the voice <laughs> crack. It's the first time I've ever heard his voice crack. Sure. Oh, God. Oh, jeez, Morty. Oh, jeez, Rick. Oh, jeez, oh, Rick. Oh, we got to get through it. The highs and the low ring. All right. And next up is Horizon Walker. Jarrett, I think it's you. Even though you finished that one for us. You tell us how they walk the horizon. Uh, these are your, like... Um, is this, isn't this? is this the one that we made for Jamie? Yes, this is Great Scott, the one I okay, made for this, him to make Okay, so I want to mention this. Great Scott was Jamie's ranger. Mm-hmm. It was a Horizon Walker. I didn't name Jarrett, it. No. <laughs> Jarrett made this character, essentially, minus the name, made an order of operations sheet for Jamie mm-hmm. because he kept dying so many times that we were like, we have to help this man in any way possible. It was every, like, two or three sessions. Oh, yeah. 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 Or he would complain he didn't know what to do. Yeah, and so he made an order of operations sheets for what to do inside combat, and that was the, by far the best character he's ever played as far as helping the party. Mm-hmm. It was really effective. Mm-hmm. I was really impressed that you got Jamie to learn how to play D anD D. Well, not really uh, learn. He followed he the played instructions. D anD D. He followed the yeah. instructions. Anyway, uh, Horizon Walkers—they uh, guard the, the world against threats that originate from other planes or that seek to ravage the mortal realm with otherworldly magic. So they are very similar to um, uh, the Watchers, the Oath of the Watchers, or the Fey Wanders, in that they are—you know—they deal with. Uh, multiversal or planar, extra planar threats. Uh, Horizon Walker magic, starting at third level, you learn additional spell whenever you reach certain levels in this class. At third level, protection from evil and good. Fifth level, Misty Step. Ninth level, Haste. Thirteenth level, Banishment. Seventeenth level, Teleportation Circle. All of those good, all of those flavorfully uh, on brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, third level, you have Detect Portal. You gain the ability to magically sense the presence of a planar portal as an action. You can detect the distance and the direction or, and direction to the closest planar portal within one mile of you. Once you use this feature, you can't use it again until you finish a short or long rest. Also at third level, planar warrior. Uh, you learn to draw on the energy of the multiverse to augment your attacks. That's a bonus action. Choose one creature you can see within 30 feet of you. The next time you hit with a creature, a creature with that with a weapon attack on your turn. All damage dealt by that attack becomes force damage. Uh, the creature takes an extra D8 of force damage from that attack when you re- whenever you reach 11th level 
in this class. The extra damage increases to 2d8. Seventh level, you get an ethereal step. Uh, you can step through the ethereal plane. As a bonus action, you can cast the etherealness spell with this feature without expending a spell slot. But the spell ends at the end of the current turn. You can't use this feature whenever you're... Or once you use this feature, you can't use it again until you finish a short or long rest. At 11th level, Distance Strike. You gain the ability to pass between the planes in a blink of an eye. When you take the attack action, you can teleport up to 10 feet before each attack to an unoccupied space you can see. Uh, if you attack at least two different creatures with this action, you can make one additional attack with it against a third creature. At 15th level, you get Spectral Defense. Your ability to move between planes enables you to slip through the planar boundaries to lessen the harm done to you during battle. Uh, when you take damage from an attack, you can choose or you can use your reaction to give yourself resistance to all that attacks damage on this turn. Not bad. It's, it's uh, good. I really like it. So, but I like. Let's. If you can remember, do you remember what level we were whenever Jamie did that? Like thirteen. Was it that high? I would say eleven or twelve. Yeah, something like that. It's 12 or 13 then. Okay, so let's talk about the order of operations. Because if you're playing one and you're not 100% sure on what to do, maybe you're in, you're joining some friends and they're like, hey, you should try this class. Do you remember the order of operations that you did? No. Uh, I'm well. pretty sure it was something like first turn. This is before Tasha, so it was like first turn, cast Hunter's Mark. <laughs> okay, so obviously that one you don't do. Now you don't do. You'd be like, oh, okay. You wait until you hit, basically. Yeah. Uh, well, never mind. That idea no. is out the window. No. Well, now you would be like, I'm using Planar Warrior. Okay. Because you get your bonus. So you'd always use that. I mean, or unless you had some other bonus extra spell, but it was, that's soon. It was just generally just like, here's what you do in combat. You do this thing, and then you attack, and then you would use your uh, ability to teleport to attack another creature, and then you use your ability again to attack another creature to get three attacks to just maximize the amount of damage you're doing in a turn. That's gotcha. one of the things that really sets this one apart mm. is the third attack. Yeah. Mm. The it's third really attack nice. and the mobility. Yeah, the mobility is great. That is part of that ability. Well, you can move, like, your movement speed in teleports. Yes. Yeah. So you can move 60 feet technically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's good. Really good. I That was really just me trying to test your recall. Oh, I have no... I don't... <laughs> I have it on the computer still, but I don't remember it. I, I was wondering if you remembered it. But it, was, and, but it was, like, roughly, like, nine... Eight or nine steps of, like, do this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember it. It was a good list. See what it, Even one of them was roll initiative. Here was... Now, here's one of them. <laughs> yeah. That so, was flat out of step. Some of them were, like, his specific weapon abilities. Yeah. That he had. Gotcha. All right. And we'll go on to Hunter, and it's gonna be me. It's gonna be me. You had a little bit of voice crack there, too. So, hunters are exactly that. This, If you're going to play a ranger as a, one of your starting, this is probably the easiest one to start out with. If you're new to D&D &D and you're like, hey, I need to try something simple, I this is what I started out with, was hunter. So, at third level, you get hunter's prey. You gain one of the following features of your choice. You can either get colossus slayer, which is where your tenacity can wear down the most potent foes. When you hit a creature with a weapon attack, the creature takes an extra 1d8 damage if it's below its hit point maximum. You can deal this dam extra damage only once per turn. That's really good because if you're not the first one to go, it should be under max. Mm -hmm. Somebody should hit it and get it to where you deal extra damage. Yep. Uh, giant killer. When a large or larger creature within five feet of you hits or misses you with an attack... You can use a reaction to attack the creature immediately after its attack, provided that you can see the creature. 
Uh, Horde Breaker, once on each of your turns when you make a weapon attack, you can make another attack with the same weapon against a different creature that is within five feet of the original target and within the range of your weapon. That one's good, too. I mean, really, none of those are bad options to pick. Oh, no. I mean, you can pick one and you're good. It would be good just to give get all of the options to choose from and then give it a, uh, like, like you can prepare it. Yeah, like prepare it per right. short rest. Or even if you changed it every, like, if you could change every, it every, every level. level. Every level, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. That would, you'd have to stick with it longer, but that would work out. I think Horde Breaker would probably be the hardest one to make useful. It's, it's, it's situational. Because of the five feet within the other. Yeah. It's really niche. If you're playing a range, like a ranged mm-hmm. damage, it would be harder. Because mm-hmm. those characters are going to be less likely to be close up. If, if you're playing it was a, within five feet of you, it would be different. Yeah. It'd be a lot easier to swing with a melee ranger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but well, even with melee, it's they're more likely to be, especially if you have a big group of people mm-hmm. and you rush them, they're more likely to surround you. So, therefore, they're within five feet of each other. I mean, it's obvious that Colossus Slayer is the most applicable. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Giant Killer is situational. Mm hmm. Uh, so at 7th level, you get defensive tactics. It's kind of the same way. You get to choose one of the following features of your choice. So you can choose escape the horde. Opportunity attacks against you are made with disadvantage. Uh, multi-attack defense. When a creature hits you with an attack, you gain a plus 4 bonus to AC against all subsequent attacks made by that creature for the rest of the turn. Or still will. You have advantage on saving throws against being frightened. You're not going to take still will. You're also <laughs> I mean, you're not. <laughs> probably not going to take escape the horde. I don't think I would. I wouldn't compared to multi-attack defense. That's just like, yeah. If it was one of those things that you could prepare it or mm-hmm. you could change it, maybe you would try it out for a little bit and see how it works out. You get multi-attack. At 11th level, you gain one of the following features. So Hunter's all about choosing features, basically. At each skill, you get multiple to choose from. Mm-hmm. So your options are volley. You can use your action to make a ranged attack against any number of creatures within 10 feet of a point you can see within your weapon's range. You must have ammunition for each target as normal, and you make a separate attack roll for each target. Whirlwind attack. You can use your action to make a melee attack against any number of creatures within five feet of you with a separate attack roll for each target. Why would you not take volley? Well, if you're a melee ranger. Fair enough. (laughs) But if you're, I mean, even if you're a melee ranger, you could still use a ranged weapon. That's true. That's a really good way to start off a fight. But Dude. also, ranged weapons tend to do less damage yeah. as well. Yeah. But it is with it is 10-foot area. If you've got yeah. five creatures in that area. Yeah. That's a pretty good. So uh, at 15th level, you gain one of the following features. This is superior's hunter defense. So you can either get evasion when you are subjugated into to an effect, such as red dragons, fiery breath. It's, I mean, it's evasion. It is literally if you, evasion. Yeah, it's literally evasion. If you roll... If you have to roll a dex save and you fail it, you take half damage. If you pass it, you take no no damage. Uh, You can take stand against the tide. When a hostile creature misses you with a melee attack, you can use your reaction to force that creature to repeat the same attack against another creature other than itself of your choice. Uncanny dodge. when When an attacker that you can see hits you with an attack, you can use your reaction to have the attack's damage against you. Evasion's probably the best option there. Yes. Uncanny dodge is good as well, especially because it doesn't have... I mean, well, for, Standing against the tide isn't bad. No, it's not no. bad at all. It's just... It's, it's, it. 
It depends. It's That's like, situational again. I mean, you have to have both evasion and Kenny Dodger good. It's just kind of do you want which one do you want? Yeah. I, I don't know. Uncanny Dodge is... Here's the secret, right? That's 15th level. You can take Uncanny Dodge and then be a rogue and get Evasion at 5th level. Yeah, that's <laughs> true, too. Or wait, no, it's the other way around. You take Evasion and you get Uncanny Dodge at 5th level. Gotcha. Sorry, I got that backwards. Uh, Let's yeah. say ev- ev- Evasion is not 5th level. It's 7. It's 7. But Uncanny Dodge is 5, so you take you do the yeah. opposite of what I just said. Yeah. And but you you're limited with Uncanny Dodge because isn't that... You can only use it so many times in Rogue? I don't remember. No, it's you can reaction. use it. Oh, it's just reaction. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so both either one's good. Uh, so that is all of those. Is there any of these that we would just? Well, it's not all of them. There's two more. There's yeah. Monster Slayer, which we, is if you're monster hunter, you hunt monsters. You're yeah. good at hunting monsters. And don't you pick like a specific type? No, Mm-mm. I'm thinking of something else. Okay. No. I think I'm t- it selects thinking of all the favorite. types. Gotcha. So specific types. You're just you. You're supposed to hunt. You get like bonuses to like all the types of Mon- monstrous, yeah. yeah, monstrosities or something like that. And then there's Swarm Keeper. Again, not gonna talk about it. I don't even know anything about it. I played I, one. Did you? Yeah, yeah. I had one. It's not terrible. It it it's like you have to make it work though. So it's not it's not as great. Basically, you're buffing the weapon damage with whatever thing you have chosen to make a swarm out of. So I used rats. Of course you did. Well, I was playing a rat man. So. <laughs> was I in this campaign? No, no. I feel like I remember this character. We no. talked about it a lot. Yeah. Um, so I played Kronitz Vex, the rat man, who was a swarm man. keeper. He had rats and, you know, they all crawl inside your clothes and stuff. It's really weird. That's the way it's described in the class, though. <laughs> So it's really strange, but you could pick bugs or, I mean, if you're doing a aquatic one, you could do fish. That's kind of weird. Yeah, that's one of the options. Mm-hmm. That's really weird. Um, but um, no, it's it's not bad, and you get a lot of things like extra movement with it. There's a lot of really good utility stuff with it, but uh, at the same time, also the extra spells you get are really nice. Yeah. But at the same time, like, there's better options yeah but if you're wanting a good flavor it's got really nice flavor it's nice and crisp sounds like it uh so same as what we've done the last couple podcasts which one do you think is the best and which one do you think is best for just a dip now granted to take a dip into ranger you have to go to third level i'm not into ranger into a subclass of ranger Mm -hmm. that's there's benefits to dr- dipping into Ranger from Tasha's. The, the uh, most oh, yeah. dippable is Gloomstalker, I think, if you're a stealthy person. It's just really front-loaded. It's super front-loaded. You get a lot of cool yeah, good stealth stuff. a lot stuff. of stuff to add to it. Hunter's not terrible. No, no uh, but it but doesn't really. Well, I mean, you get the extra damage. Damage. <laughs> yeah. From the Colossus Slayer. Yeah. It'd be nice. Um, But, yeah, I but, think Gloomstalker, Hunter... Probably the two that if you're going to take a dip, mm-hmm. those are probably going to be the ones you take yeah. a dip in. Yeah. And then already, as everybody knows, mine is my favorite is Horizon Walker. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm Drake Warden. I think I'm Drake Warden. It's also really good. Uh, I Drake, mean, it's just, Drake Warden, Gloomstalker, and Horizon Walker are all three just top tier. Like to have something that you can put up front and you can just sit back and shoot. I do tend to go more for flavor picks, though. Yeah. And Swarmkeeper was fun. And I think Faye Wanderer would be fun. 
Mm-hmm. They wandered the phase. <laughs> I I just wouldn't I would never play Ranger again until it's completely revised. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. I understand I can, that. I can he do refuses. something else. Uh, all right. So now. On to the question. This one comes from Dungeon and Armory, same as many others, mm-hmm, except mm-hmm, for Monk. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did change out one person. I think we all talked about this whenever we were doing it. Uh, we took out, I can't remember who I took out, but we replaced it with Green Arrow from DC. So one of the options is Green Arrow. Your other options are Legolas from Lord of the Rings, obviously, uh, Ygritte from Game of Thrones, or Vexalia from Critical Role. Oh, that's tough. Is it? Is it really? Well, I mean... I've, you guys have watched a lot more Critical Role than me, and I feel like that's where you guys I, may be struggling. I feel like Green well, Arrow would be Unlike the Unlike most pick. of our other picks, there's no one that's, like, super overpowered. Yeah, there's no Saitama sitting here. Yeah. But I, I think I think I would pick Legolas. I, that's a respectable yeah. pick. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody else... I don't think fires any, off shots as fast as he does. I don't think anybody's picking Egret. No, she's definitely the third, the fourth. Yeah. Why? Why would you? Why? why What's she gonna do? Run around and fuck somebody? Why is, it, why is she on the list? Because she, she used a bow and arrow. Yeah, and she's kind of a ranger. Yeah, yeah, but like, I mean, as far as mm-hmm. she's probably the most like a ranger in you know Game nothing. You know nothing. You know nothing. You know, Kit. I just read this today. Kit Harrington didn't know his name until he was like fourteen. What? He didn't know his real name. I guess because they called him Kit, and his real name's like Christian or something like that. Okay. And he oh. did not know that because his mother like kept his passport or his ID with her the whole time and never like showed him. And then I guess he finally seen it. Interesting. Yeah. The fuck. Also, who are you picking? If you're not gonna say it, I'm gonna say it. I'm going Green Arrow. I, you know, I was. It's either, the versatility of his. Yeah, it was either him or Vex. I really like Vex. You like but all she, those. But she's but she's a beastmaster, so I think I got to do Green Arrow. <laughs> and I love Trinket. Trinket's but good, he, but he sucks. <laughs> that's not his fault. No, it's not. And that's not Vex's fault either. I it's, like the character. Oh, I'm not picking it. Yeah, it's hard to pick it. Um, I feel like you could replace her with Hawkeye, <laughs> and yeah, everyone the, would pick Hawkeye. I'd pick Hawkeye. I'd pick Hawkeye. He has better arrows, but that's really more of an arcane archer in it. Yeah, but he's deaf. Now. Now. <laughs> it's fine. He should be deaf. I mean, it makes sense. Hawk- that's probably the most, like, <laughs> sensible thing that comics has done, is made the plain human go deaf because of all the explosions. Mm-hmm. All right. That... Wraps up the Ranger episode. Why did you just flip? <laughs> randomly got flipped the bird for no reason. All right. Now we're all doing it. Fuck it. Yeah. There's six fingers in the sky right now. Freedom. Freedom. All right. Okay. That wraps up the Ranger episode. We are way too tired for this. Um, we, Yeah, you're not. You're I man. apologize. It's all right. Yeah. It happens. Uh, thank you guys for listening. If you want to talk to us or see more of us, See more of us. You're not going to see it. <laughs> find me. <laughs> if you want to find me, hunt me down, kill me in front of my family. Please don't. My daughter would be scarred. <laughs> uh, you can find it, links to our Facebook and Discord page at anchor.fm slash chaotically nerdy. 
We appreciate you guys listening, and we hope to catch you on the next one. Peace out. Bye.